43% of fans that mock draft as the Washington Commanders go with cornerback, but the real Commanders may or may not have to trade up in order to get the one that they want. That and more coming up on today's Mock Draft Monday episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, so please subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts so you always get the latest episodes when they drop. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. You can find me here, there, or on Twitter at dharrison82 or text me anytime at 202 76026 Four, four. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or view today and every day. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with licensed therapists who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Locked On today to get 10% off your first month. One cornerback is going from the comment section to the mock drafts thanks to one listener submission. And the Sporting News has an interesting answer to the questions Washington has a corner. But first, to get the corner that most Commanders fans want, the team may have to pay a tax. According to Pro Football Focus's numbers, cornerback is selected in the first round of mock drafts by Commanders fans just over 43% of the time. Offensive tackle is second with 17.4% of the time, and quarterback is third with 10.5% of the time. And the cornerback chosen the most by that 43% of Commanders fans mock drafting on PFF is Penn State's Joey Porter Jr. And we've talked about Joey Porter Jr. a lot on this show, on this program, uh, and I know some of you out there are very, very unhappy with that fact. Current cornerback starters for the Washington Commanders look like this. Kendall Fuller and Benjamin St. Juice on the outside and Danny Johnson as the nickel. Cornerback depth, however, is suspect when you consider that a lack of experience when you look at guys like Christian Holmes and Tariq Castro-Fields and poor play of others like, well, Holmes, at least in one game, and guys like Rashad Wild Goose. That means that the Washington Commanders have to get a cornerback in this year's NFL draft. But to get one in the first round, they may not be as simple as sitting back and seeing who falls to them uh, at number 16. They may need to go ahead and move up if they have a guy that they're absolutely in love with and just dead set on getting. Because you got, And the reason is because there's about a dozen teams other than Washington. So it's 13 or so, if you include Washington, who have cornerback listed as their top three needs, according to our network of hosts at the Locked On NFL, Locked On Podcast Network. Only two or three of those teams, however, project to seriously consider taking a cornerback before the commanders get on the clock at number 16, which initially sounds like a good thing, right? If only two or three teams might take a cornerback, that means a good cornerback-ish should be available at number 16. But here's the problem. It's really only good news if you're the Green Bay Packers who pick at number 15, because Oregon Ducks cornerback Christian Gonzalez probably going to be gone before we even get to pick number 15. Illinois fighting Illini cornerback Devin Witherspoon also probably going to be gone before we even get to pick number 15 when the Packers get on the clock. But when the Packers get on the clock, whatever cornerbacks are left, and we're including safeties that are really just nickelbacks uh, in disguise, those those teams that want a cornerback are going to be more open and more apt to dealing to move up to try to get that cornerback ahead of the Washington Commanders because they know the Washington Commanders could take their guy. 
So going back to the, the most popular choice, right? Penn State, Nittany Lions cornerback, Joey Porter Jr. has been long considered kind of the third best cornerback in this class behind Christian Gonzalez, behind Devin Witherspoon. But Maryland Terrapins defensive back cornerback Deontay Banks has certainly been climbing the boards uh, as of late. We had Damian Parson of the Locked On uh, NFL Draft podcast on the show not that long ago, basically supporting the idea that Deontay Banks is, in fact, a first-round cornerback. And ever since then, more and more and more, you're seeing Deontay Banks mocked in the first round, if it's not to the commanders, to somebody else. So if either Porter Jr. or Deontay Banks are available at number 16 for the Washington Commanders, it would be highly, highly surprising to see them go a different direction, which means if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you're the Detroit Lions, or if you're the Baltimore Ravens specifically, you're going to keep an eye on what the board is doing and what the board looks like when the Green Bay Packers get on the clock. Now, the Minnesota Vikings, Jacksonville Jaguars, New York Giants, and even the Philadelphia Eagles, if they don't take a cornerback with their first pick on day one, I think is number 10 overall, could all feasibly be in trade-up talks there too, but they're so far deep into the first round that trading all the way up to number 15 is, is going to be really, really expensive. And if you're not going to get like the number one or maybe the number two cornerback in a class, I would say typically you're not going to make that move. So I don't really consider the Vikings, Jags, Giants, and Eagles at 31 to be in that range to be willing to jump up all the way to 15 to go ahead and make that deal. So to me, that leaves the Steelers, Lions, and Ravens as kind of your biggest threats if you're the Washington Commanders to jump ahead of you for a cornerback. So my opinion here, best defense is a good offense. If you know that the Steelers, Lions, and Ravens may try to jump you for one of those cornerbacks, get to negotiating with the Green Bay Packers yourself uh, to go ahead and move up to 15 by yourself and get the guy that you want. There's a history here for this. In the 2020 NFL draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers found themselves in a very similar position, only theirs was involving the offensive tackle position where they wanted one of the top four offensive tackle. If you go back to it, it was Andrew Thomas, Makai Becton, Jedrick Wills, and Tristan Wirfs. By the time the San Francisco 49ers got on the clock at pick number 13, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, there was only one tackle left. They were worried that somebody was going to jump ahead of them, or they were hearing that somebody was going to jump ahead of them uh, to go ahead and get Tristan Wirfs. So they made a one-pick swap to move up with the San Francisco 49ers. Now, it cost them a fourth-round pick. So the Buccaneers gave the San Francisco 49ers the very next pick after theirs, and a fourth-round pick. That was the tax. They got the Niners pick, one pick ahead of theirs, and they got a seventh-rounder. Call it change. You know what I mean? I guess that's the return on the toll that they had to pay. But that's the toll they paid to move up. They moved up. They got Tristan Wirfs. He's an all-pro caliber tackle. Uh, they won a Super Bowl, not just because of him, but obviously it worked out. Now, for the commanders to do the same, if they want to do the same type of trade, they would likely have to give up pick number 118, to get the swap, and then they would get back 232 or 235 from Green Bay. So basically, you're going to give up 16 and 118. You're going to get 15, and you're going to get 232 overall uh, at best. So that second pick, you're going to fall back over 100 spots just to make this move. But if you love one of these guys that's available that much, you make that deal. What if you sit, though, at 16, and you let one of those other teams trade ahead of you? How risky is that really? Because it's all about risk mitigation, right? The Steelers, they like to run more zone than they like to run man. Joey Porter Jr. is considered to be a very, very solid press man cover corner. Has a little bit of struggle on tape in zone coverage. Has been beaten by some misreads, some miscues. We've seen that kind of thing in Washington with the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is why, in my opinion, Joey Porter Jr. may actually not be the best fit, even though he's the most popular name, uh, according to Commanders fans who are mock drafting over at PFF.com. 
So if the Steelers trade up to number 15 from 17, one spot jump over the Washington Commanders, I mean, can they really can they really pass on Joey Porter Jr.? If they jump from 17 to 15 right ahead of the Washington Commanders, they got to take Joey Porter Jr., right? So I'm not 100% worried about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Last year, Pitt quarterback uh, Kenny Pickett was sitting there. The Steelers did what everybody expected them to do, draft the Pitt guy, let him come into his own locker room, play at his own home field, do all those things exactly what they did this year. If Joey Porter Jr. is on the board for the Steelers, they need a cornerback. They need a physical guy. He's a legacy. I don't expect them to do anything other than that. So I'm not really worried about the Steelers per se. So if the Steelers, so if I get a call from Packers says, hey, man, either you take this pick or the Steelers are jumping ahead of you, I'm going to let it happen. I'm going to let the Steelers go to 15. I'm going to let them take Joey Porter Jr. The Lions also zone heavy. So maybe they're not looking for Joey Porter Jr. They need a perimeter corner likely to take Joey Porter when they just miss on Jeff Okuda, who honestly, Joey Porter Jr., Jeff Okuda, very, very similar type corners coming out of college. I don't think so. But the Washington or the Detroit Lions, I do like longer corners. So I think they're looking for a primary target that can play better in zone, but also has some length. That's Emmanuel Forbes, not Joey Porter Jr., not Deontay Banks. So the Lions, honestly, I feel like they're probably looking at Emmanuel Forbes, not as worried about them uh, either. If I got Emmanuel Forbes as the commanders, I would not be sad about that at all. But that's not my main target. My main target is Deontay Banks. The Baltimore Ravens are all zone all the time. They rarely run man coverage in their secondary. Uh, primary target has to be De De uh, Deontay Banks because they're looking. They've got two kind of similar type cornerbacks like that already. They basically bring him in the fold, use him immediately, but also develop him to become a full-time starter. Now, they're the most unlikely to trade up out of these three options because they've only got five draft picks in this class altogether and only two of them in the top 100. So if they had to give up two of their top one, their only two top 100 picks just to move up to number 15, that is a pretty steep price to pay. So looking at the land, the lay of the land, to me, the best bet for Washington after we examine all these ifs and what ifs and factors, can't predict everything, right? But the best factor, the best thing for the commanders to do, honestly, stand pat, hope the Steelers move up, they take Porter, and then you get Banks or you get Forbes or you trade back yourself and you get plenty of needs uh, that you could possibly follow or fill on day two. There's some solid cornerbacks in day two as well that we've talked about some already. We'll talk about more as we continue. Now, what if one of the top two cornerbacks dropped to number 16 in the first place? That would be amazing. How would that draft class look? That's what we're going to look at next here on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're going to do that today. Thanks to our friends over at BetterHelp, because this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash locked on and get on your way to being your best self. Being in the army was hard at times, but also simplistic in the way that your identity is kind of set for you. This made retiring for me a culture shock all of its own, because for the first time, who I was meant more than the uniform that I was wearing. And the year that followed my retirement was a nonstop learning experience. And the learning honestly hasn't stopped yet. I've only gotten a little more comfortable riding the waves that come along with it. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we would talk through things with someone on the outside who can bring some perspective and better help connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you happen to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online and it's completely designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime you need to for no additional charge, no reason necessary to be given. Simply want to change, you can change. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen or view today. Want to give a shout out to everyone who's been participating in our subtext initiative. It's been amazing. It's been a fun time. Subtext provides you direct access to me and the Locked On Commanders podcast in a way you can't get anywhere else. Exclusive news and analysis, mock drafts, discussions, access, and more. And you get priority on our mailbag episodes. Check it out by texting HTTC to 202-760-2644 to sign up and get your first two weeks free while you help me figure out how we're going to build this next layer of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Incredibly excited and looking forward to hearing from even more of you. So again, text HTTC to 202-760-2644 to get started today. We just talked about what the commanders should do if they want a cornerback in the first round of the NFL draft this month. But Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News says Washington can literally just stay where they are, number 16, and still get one of the guys that most consider a top two cornerback in this year's NFL draft. Because at number 16 in his latest mock draft for the Sporting News, Vinny Iyer has the Washington commander selecting Illinois cornerback Devin Witherspoon with the 16th overall pick. Now, how did we get here? At number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders went with Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon. At number 13, the Jets went defensive back, but they went with Brian Branch, the safety out of Alabama, who projects in the NFL to basically be a nickel who has free safety potential if needed. That's the direction the Jets went, which left Joey Porter Jr. on the table for the New England Patriots. Now, obviously, honestly, I haven't, I haven't gotten into their numbers, on whether they run a lot more man zone. But essentially, here Vinny has them taking the role on Joey Porter Jr., taking the length and aggression over Devin Witherspoon, who's not as long, not as tall, but is much more better and skilled at zone coverage and has a kind of a better repertoire uh, coming out of college just in, in zone coverage and being able to read opposing offenses and quarterbacks. So with this option or with this future laid out ahead, Vinny Iyer, the Washington Commanders, Get Devin Witherspoon, who, again, I consider the top or second best cornerback. Honestly, it just kind of depends on the flavor. If you like length uh, over everything else, then you want Christian Gonzalez. If that's not as important, you go with Devin Witherspoon, the more polished, I think, cornerback uh, at this point in time. Devin Witherspoon is plus anticipation. He is an aggressive player, even though he's a more of a zone coverage type guy. The only issue that I see really kind of holding him back is he does lack top speed when he is a man coverage, so you're going to want to give him top coverage or let him play off uh, and, and do all those things for himself. Now, moving into the second round, the Washington Commanders get themselves a tight end here in Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State. We've talked about this several times on this episode, or on this program, rather, that this tight end class is one of the best, if not the best, we've seen come out of the NFL draft in a long, long time. And even though you still have Logan Thomas, Cole Turner showed a lot of potential. John Bates has been a solid uh, you know, addition to the roster as well. I think the Washington Commanders need to find a spot to kind of take advantage. And if you go back to our episode where we kind of evaluated the tight end class, where that sweet spot really was for the Washington commanders in that group, you go back to picks between 40 and I think 60 or 65 is what we said here. The Washington commanders go tight end at 47 and they get themselves Luke Musgrave at number 15. The Packers had taken Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. Number 38, the Raiders took Dalton Kincaid out of Utah and at number 41, Darnell Washington out of Georgia went to the Tennessee Titans. So, here, the Washington Commanders get the fourth tight end off the board, but guys, Luke Musgrave would be the top or top two tight ends 
in pretty much every other class you see coming out. A receiving tight end has positive route running attributes. Not the biggest catch radius, but still a solid receiver to join Sam Howell or Jacoby Brissett. Whatever happens for the future of the quarterback position, we know that the watch commanders are going to have a solid tight end to provide to that individual. Come back at number 97 to end day two. The Washington Commanders grab cornerback Tyreek Stevenson out of Miami, out of the Hurricanes program. This is a guy with plus size, plus strength. He plays press man coverage with good speed, a little bit suspect in zone. So he's kind of your Joey Porter Jr. style of cornerback, but you're taking him here at the end of day two. Much less risk involved. You can take advantage of some of that athleticism in specific packages on special teams, all those things while you try to develop the mental side of zone coverage for him as you go through uh, the rest of his rookie season into his second year. That's a good spot to take that kind of a gamble. Coming back now at number pick 150, offensive tackle Carter Warren is the pick out of Pittsburgh. He's got good size and length for an offensive tackle due to 6'5 and a half, 311 pounds, and he's at a seven foot wingspan. Solid hand use, but he does struggle to maintain leverage for too long and when he's trying to get to the second level. So again, you're talking about a developmental guy good upfront tools. So if you need to put him in there in a pinch, he's got enough to give you to uh, to kind of warrant putting him out there. But if you have to rely on him as a starter, there are some things uh, that you're going to need to work on. My apologies to Jaden Reed because we actually leapfrogged over him here. Going back number 118 real quick, fourth round, Jaden Reed, the wide receiver out of Michigan State. He was actually first brought up in a question brought uh, here by a commander's fan about replacing Dax Milner's return specialist. And we just can't stop getting Jaden Reed in Washington Commanders mock draft since then. The Michigan State receiver, position versatile, can play inside, can play outside. He's solid on deep balls, solid on jump balls, a return special like we just kind of talked about. The only real problem with him is he doesn't get a lot of separation. Going into rounds six and seven, we got Cam Jones, linebacker out of Indiana, Muhammad Ibrahim, the running back out of Minnesota, and safety Daniel Scott out of Cal here in the seventh round for the Washington Commanders. In this Vinny Iyer mock draft again on the Sporting News, Cam Jones, linebacker of Indiana, a team captain for three years. You absolutely love that about the guy's character. He's quick to chase, but he is size deficient for an off-ball linebacker, only 6'1", 226 pounds. So you figure he's going to put on some muscle, put on some weight for the NFL. Is that going to slow him down too much? That's kind of the thing you're going to have to figure out with him. As far as running back, Muhammad Ibrahim out of Minnesota. He's a short-yarded specialist, all power all the time. Better hands, I think he has, than, than what Minnesota really used him for, but still kind of unproven uh, as a receiver. The only real drawback of his, injured every single year in Minnesota. Not season-ending, not serious, serious injuries, but he did miss at least one game, if not more, every year while he was in Minnesota. And you know that running back position, already known for breaking down super fast. But again, number 215, you're kind of okay taking that risk. And then 233, wrap it up, safety, Daniel Scott at a Cal. Safety is a need. You know what I mean? You could always use more depth there, but I kind of like what the what the, what the commanders have already done with the room. You have some undrafted free agent opportunities. I don't know that it's as dire of a need. There were some other players available that I probably would have gone here. Uh, 238, five picks later, the Dolphins get center Juice Scruggs out of Penn State. Probably would have gone that route. Uh, number 246, the Bengals get quarterback Tanner McKee out of Stanford. Look, uh, Tavita Pritchard, former Stanford quarterback coach, now the quarterback coach of the Washington Commanders. If he signs off on Tanner McKee as a person in the locker room, uh, a good person to come in and learn, I think I pull the trigger on getting that quarterback there at 233 and see what we can do with them. 256, the Packers get Jake Pelesny at a at Podlesny, kicker out of Georgia. Again, another position that I would probably be more apt to take uh, from a competition standpoint, development standpoint than I would 
a safety like Daniel Scott. But Daniel Daniel Scott, team captain, special teams experience in everything. Kickoff team, punt return team, punt coverage team, kick return team, field goal, extra points. Daniel Scott has been on all of it, so that is where he would make his immediate impact. Uh, as a defensive player, I don't know how much burn he's really going to get. Does not shed blocks well. But, hey, maybe Washington not only bypasses a corner on day one, but they go to the other side of the ball completely. We've got another mock draft, a listener mock draft, that does exactly that. And we're going to look at that next here on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. And we'll do that. Thanks to our friends over at FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. I just got done on Sunday watching the Washington Nationals fall to the Colorado Rockies. It's very conflicting because the Nationals are now my local team. The Rockies are the team I grew up cheering for. So I'm kind of happy, kind of sad on different levels. Either way, there's no better place to get in on the Major League Baseball action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers, you can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you step up to the plate. If you swing and miss, you get whatever you bet on your first bet back in bonus bets. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. Right now, if you put $100 on the Washington Nationals to win the World Series, you would get $50,000 if it happened. Or you can play it safe. Go with the Houston Astros or the Los Angeles Dodgers, who have matching odds as the favorites right now to win the next World Series. $100 bet still gets you $650 if and when that happens. Of course, if you want to get really bold, go out and put $500 on the Oakland Athletics, who have the worst odds to win the World Series in all of Major League Baseball. And if they do, you will get paid a cool half million dollars. Whatever you choose to do, don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of the Major League baseball cornerbacks pick three ways that's what we're doing on this mock draft monday episode of locked on commanders the solution to the position of need this time comes from commanders fan kells and kells on his mock draft has the washington commanders going offensive tackle with the 16th overall pick instead of cornerback and this time it's anton harrison the tackle out of Oklahoma. Harrison is a D.C. native, collegiate left tackle, patient blocker. That would certainly help improve the Washington Commanders' offensive line situation. In the second round, pick number 47, Kells grabs cornerback Julius Brents out of Kansas State. And Julius Brents is someone that I have seen his name dropped several times in our comment sections on YouTube, so I know there are Commanders fans who are very happy to finally see Julius Brents drafted by the Washington Commanders. And again, it kind of reinforces the point that I made in segment one, which is if you want a guy, you may have to trade up to get him. But there are some solid cornerbacks in this class. So the Washington Commanders don't have to panic. They don't have to feel like they have to pay a tax or a toll to go get that cornerback. If you miss the guy that you really want in round one, you can come back in round two, Julius Brents. DJ Turner, there are a handful. I mean, Emmanuel Forbes, his range is kind of back end of first round, mid part of second round. He could still be there at this point in time. But Julius Brents, zone strong type of cornerback. Again, the Washington Panthers run more zone than they do run or than they do man. So that's very good. He is good in run support as well. Very physical, willing tackler, which is not always easy to find in a cornerback. And he can also play safety. So if the injury bug bites and you need to rotate a bunch of people, you potentially have another guy who could develop into a backup safety for you 
if you need him to fill in for some other spots on your defense. So we certainly like the pick of Brent's there. We come back to the third round, pick 97. Linebacker Dorian Williams out of Tulane is the pick. Uh, Williams, a team captain there at Tulane. Linebacker slash safety type hybrid player. Solid coverage ability and the ability uh, to contribute on special teams. Pick number 118. We see guard Andrew Voorhees out of USC sent to Washington, a plus run blocker, starter potential. However, he did get injured in the NFL scouting combine, so that obviously is going to delay things. But if you can get him in the fourth round, when you when you talk about the 2024 NFL season, you have a, a guy who's potentially second or third round value, guy that you got in the fourth round. You will have to kind of delay that a little bit, redshirt him for a year, but starter potential type of offensive lineman who – Again, given the recovery timelines from injuries like that could actually be available during the season, but you give time uh, to heal properly, do all those things. Extensive starter experience for Voorhees out there at USC. Pick number 150, we get safety Quindell Johnson out of Memphis. Number 193 is linebacker D. Winters out of TCU. Number 215, we get wide receiver Jadakiss Bonds out of Hampton. And then 233, we get quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson out of UCLA. So again, that's a fan mock, commander's fan mock draft, seven rounds from our guy Kells. Greatly appreciate you dropping that mock draft on us and look looking at some of those last you know end, end round picks. Uh Jadakiss Bonds, wide receiver at Hampton. He's he's incredibly interesting. Solid speed uh for as tall as he is, lacks a little bit of physicality. You want to see him be a little bit more physical at the point of attack at the at the jump point of the ball and all those things. Fluid athlete, but again, how is he going to stand up to the physicality in the National Football League? That is the question. Good news is if he ends up with a commander, he's got a lot of physical corners that are going to give him a nice test during training camp and practice. So we'll have plenty of opportunity uh, to work on it. I think the most polarizing pick here would be the final pick. Number 233, quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA. Didn't, you know, leave the greatest mark, you know, for his kind of public persona uh, coming out of UCLA. He's, he's got a lot of mobility as a player. He can layer throws certainly as a quarterback, but he does struggle to read zone coverage which in the nfl we just kind of covered it right a lot of defenses run a lot run more zone coverage than they do man coverage nowadays so he's got to get a lot better uh, at reading those coverages now the good news pick number 233 seventh round brock purdy situations don't happen every year so you're not really looking for him to be a year one impact player starter type guy really you're just looking to see if he can come in develop enough become a smart enough player and maybe who knows you work in uh certain sub packages where you use that mobility to your advantage either way solid class uh, out of here from Kells. I and mean, you address a lot of needs a lot of issues um and i know that the julius brent's crowd of commanders fans certainly going to appreciate that pick as well and just as much as i appreciate you and all commanders fans really for making locked on commanders your first listen or view of the day now make your second listener view locked on nfl scouting with the draft dudes podcast join nfl experts kyle krabs and joe marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Speaking of finding podcasts on YouTube and on audio, had a meeting with the network last week, went over some data, went over some numbers. It's all really kind of boring from your aspect, but here's what you need to know. Starting this week, YouTube episodes will start airing the day of. So for example, Mock Draft Monday is obviously our Monday episode. It will be live on YouTube at 9 a.m. Monday morning. Audio will be done, well, as soon as I get done here. As soon as I get done here, I'll polish it all up, I'll upload it, and it'll be available on your audio podcast catcher of choice. So if you absolutely just have to get that Locked On Commanders uh, content right away, make sure you have the subscription, make sure you have the likes, make sure you have the notifications turned on your favorite audio platform. If you want to wait for the video uh, version, absolutely, 9 a.m., 
uh, daily is what we're targeting here. Hopefully it'll allow me to be more consistent with the video uploading schedule uh, and that will make your lives easier as well. Appreciate you guys. And uh, we're going to see what the numbers say and what the, the stats and all the computer stuff comes back with. And uh, it's off season for us too, looking to get better every single year. I will be back with another episode Tuesday afternoon, well, early morning rather, on YouTube, dropping Monday night on audio again, if you prefer that way. Don't forget to answer our question of the week. If you could add another quarterback to the Washington Commanders roster, who would it be and why? Send in your questions, mock drafts, and answers to our question of the week via email at LockedOnCommanders at gmail.com, on Twitter at dharrison82, or in the YouTube comments. Of course, you can text me anytime as well, 202-760-2644 via subtext. Signing off for today, I'm David Harrison, staff writer for Commander Country Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, credential member of the media covering your Washington Commanders, and more importantly, hanging out with you five days a week. Till we speak again, if you're out about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and I'll see you right back here next time for another episode of Lockdown Commanders, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.